Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills that are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. This is episode 191. This podcast identifies as the Joe Rogan experience. Huh? Right? You can identify as an opposite sex or a unicorn or a lizard person. Hey, you know what? This podcast just increased its followers and subscribers by the millions with a simple change of an episode title. That's how easy changing your identity is. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. I admire your honesty. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and fuck my sister. <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, fans first, want to say hi to David J. Knox, who hit me up on my Instagram feed saying, quote, Dude, your last two episodes I think are some of your best work, especially last week. Really well-supported arguments with facts, and the production is getting good. Well done, Lou. You know what, David? I truly appreciate the kind words. Uh, to you and all the pros who send me nice notes and like my posts and follow follow and donate to the show. Now, obviously, just like when I was on the radio for 11 years and with TV hosting and stand-up, without the fans, my work and passion for common sense and, yes, sarcasm is for nothing. So again, thank you, David, and all the pros that are listening to this show. Speaking of which, my audience, of course, is biggest in America for obvious reasons, and it can be heard worldwide. But this show is also very well received in, of all places, Ukraine and Russia but also Ireland, the UK, the Philippines, China, Japan, and Ghana. So please continue to spread the word if you have anyone in your life who likes their common sense served up with plenty of sarcasm and levity. Amateur Nation is skyrocketing in popularity on Captivate and is heard on over 30 different podcast platforms, one of them being Anchor. And in addition to my website, lusantini.com, if you happen to listen to this show on Anchor on the Amateur Nation homepage, There's a little tab that reads support, and you can subscribe to the show for as little as 99 cents a month. I'm always appreciative of my listeners and subscribers, and even more so of my fans and listeners that donate to keep the show moving. Uh, This show... Uh, tries to live up to standards. Uh, I, I appreciate uh, what David Knox was saying about the production values here. I, I, I like to make it more interesting. I realize I don't have a lot of guests on this show. I'm very selective about that. And uh, I like to make it fun and interesting. While the show should have some structure, like so many podcasts do not. Doesn't it make you crazy when you turn on a podcast and it's, what's up, guys? As soon as you hear, what's up, guys, I'm out. You can't start your show with something better than what's up, guys, and stand-up comedy. That's the equivalent of, how's everybody doing out there? 
So this show has standards when it comes to structure. Uh, the structure is something that you can rely on every week, the production values, the drops that I do to add some levity. But in the same respect, it's something different every week. And of course, I always try to end on three pro things, three things that are done right. But we have a great show coming for you today. As always, here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Hit me. Topic number topic one. Number topic one. number one. Let's talk about the elite, be they Hollywood professional sports, or politics. Last week, I talked about beta male former NBA star Dwayne Wade and his Jada Pinkett Smith-esque wife, Gabrielle Union, and their new 15-year-old daughter, who is a former son of theirs from Zion to Zaya. After their son came to them and asked them to help her live her truth, they caved, and now Zion is Zaya and wants to identify as a girl. Whether or not he will go through the sex change operation remains to be seen. Notice how Zion didn't change his name to Betty or Janice. It's got to be cool and trendy and still, still unisexual sounding. His parents were cool enough to name him Zion. And then he goes and changes it to Zaya anyway. By the way, I'm not liking nor buying this cliche, virtue-signaling phrase, living my truth, when it comes to changing your sex. If anything, you're living your lie. And man, the comments came flying in on my Instagram feed regarding this earth-shattering proclamation of Zion changing his name to Zaya and uh, identifying as a girl. I, I put up audiograms a minimum of uh, three to seven times a week to give you little sneak peeks and little tastes of the upcoming episodes. And I got to say, I haven't had a response that was greater to an audiogram in a very long time more than, than the one I recently put up with Dwayne Wade. I was really surprised by that. All the crap Going on in the world, the border crisis, crime, gun violence, uh, no bail crime, criminals just being put right back on the street after they commit murder, election fraud, rising gas prices, inflation, the, the uh, ineptitude and corruption of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden stuff, the electric vehicle hoax. Epstein Island stuff, all the things going on in the world. But Dwayne Wade's son changing his gender and name is the one that has Amateur Nation in particular all bunged up. So the comments came flying in. And I'm going to read some of them to you. Some of them from Amateur Nation, some of them from Pro Nation. A lot of them cross-talk while they go at it with each other. But these are word-for-word comments regarding last week's topic of Dwayne Wade's son, Zion, changing his name and gender to Zaya. And his son is 15 years old. I, I encourage you to go back to last week's episode if you did not hear that topic and get the full details. This one from at underscore Big Annie. Why do you care, Lou? It literally does not affect you. And there is Amateur Nation. Only care about the things that affect you 
directly. This is why they don't get freaked out when I lived in Los Angeles, when there was crime and homelessness and homeless people, uh, I'm sorry, BLM and Antifa people that were bust in doing drugs and barbecuing and pooping and shooting up heroin literally outside your doorstep. It didn't, didn't bother the people as long as it didn't happen on their property. We're only supposed to care about the things that affect us directly. And what exactly does that mean directly? I mean, seriously. Okay, you want to play the literal game? The only people, Zion, changing his name to Zaya that it affects directly are him and his parents. And I'll say his relatives and his uh, close friends. So those are the only people that should be concerned? Brought to you by the people who cry over plastic straws. And more on that later in the episode. From at ACARS97. Braindead creators starve for attention, so he's attacking some kid. Do the world a favor and remove yourself. Ah, tolerance. So I have to kill myself to help this amateur be happy. And by the way, if you go back to last week's episode... And here, the story, the topic about Zion changing his name to Zaya and his sex. I did not attack the kid at all. That is, except for his use of the overused cliche, living my truth. I attacked the poor parenting of his mom and dad. And by the way, Gabrielle Union is not the biological mother of Zion. And if you uh, heard the uh, story last week, you'll see that Zion's biological mother didn't even sign off on it. She wasn't even made aware until after the fact. In California law, only one parent needs to sign off on a child's legal name change and or sex change. But of course, Pronation chimed in with a reply by at Hunty1905 underscore to their comment simply saying, shut the fuck up. <laughs> to which... At ACARS97 replied by attacking at Hunty1905's tattoo and telling him to kill himself. So, let's recap. It's okay to make fun of this person's appearance, who is on my Instagram feed, and using a phrase from Amateur Nation, using hate speech over something as benign as tattoos. But pro-nation can't call out an opinion on bad parenting where a dad allows his son to make a life-altering name and sex change. Got it. This uh, response from at Stephen Paul 53 Bruh. Yeah, sorry, but as soon as you come at me with brah, you've lost all credibility. But I'll read his response. Bruh, identifying how you want is not on par with extra cookies. What the fuck is wrong with you? In capital letters. I mentioned last week, very tongue-in-cheek. And, and there you go. Amateur Nation can't even, can't even distinguish when I'm making uh, a facetious remark. Or I say, oh, that was my problem when I was a little kid, when I wanted extra cookies for snack time. I should have told my parents I was living my truth. But this Nimrod thinks that I'm being serious and comparing getting extra, extra cookies <laughs> with changing your sex. But I will say this. Here we go. Here, you know how I like lists. He said it's, you know, it's not on par with wanting extra cookies. Hey, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. 
I wanted extra cookies. I wanted, I should have said, I want to live my truth and have eight cookies instead of four. And Zion wants to be identified as a girl by Zion because he's living his truth. It's because living your truth has nothing to do with truth. Like I said, it's living a lie. All it is, is like, well, I'm saying this, so now it's true. So if I wanted eight cookies instead of four, yeah. If it's that easy where all you want to say is, I'm living my truth now, I'm a girl, my name is Zaya. If that's all it takes, then yes, yes it is. B, at Stephen Paul 53 you clearly did not listen to my episode last week, but rather only heard the 60-second audiogram. C, what's wrong with me is Amateur Nation is insisting that just because they say something, it now is. The oceans are rising. Oh, wait, no, the oceans are falling. Climate change is real. It's too hot. Oh, wait, no, it's cold. Boys are girls. Girls are boys. Inflation isn't happening. Our border is fine. You don't change reality with words. And in some cases, even with action, like getting a sex change or changing your name legally, delusion of this magnitude affects everyone when you start distorting reality for everyone who asks for it. And you're joining them in their mental health issues. To be clear, none of these types of living your truths make those people bad people. Of course not. Zion Wade is not a bad kid. Doesn't make him a bad person because he wants to identify as a girl or because he wants to change his name. But when you start calling it, well, they're living their truth, that's a problem for the whole planet. That does affect me directly. This response from David Schimmel. I don't care about your stupid pronouns. Biological female at birth are facts. This threat from at cultra.left. Look behind you. Ooh, so I'm going to read his post and then he'll be standing behind me with a knife. Oh, I'm terrified. This from at Rippo's Calm 8 IVE. I don't know. I can't figure out half these people's handles. Dwayne Wade failed as a father. To which Stephen Paul, 53, replied. In how what the fuck way is this failing? Would you rather have your child kill themselves because they're forced to live a lie? Okay, so here we go. So the only alternative to allowing your son to change their name and sexual identity is suicide. It's either that or they commit suicide. Not therapy, not waiting to see if they're still wanting that into adulthood like Bruce Jenner did. Not questioning what may have caused their son to want to get this drastic measure. As comedian Bill Maher said, nope, just get out the dick saw. From Paul Badgett, he says this, Well then, I want to live my truth. Trump is still president and gas is only $1.45. How is that any different? How is that any different? Stephen Paul 53 was saying, I can't compare it to cookies. This guy here, Paul Badgett, said, Fine, I'm living my truth. President Trump's the president and gas is $1.45. If he went to the gas station... And gas, wherever he lives, is four bucks a gallon, let's just say. And his gas came to $50, but he only paid $1.45 per gallon on the $4. And he tried to pay with cash. Let's see if he gets out of the gas station without getting the cops called on him. He wouldn't. He he could sit there and go, but that's living my truth. My truth is gas is $1.45. Hell, my truth is gas is free. Let's try that one. How is that any different? Doesn't change anything. Gas is still four bucks a gallon. 
He just wants to pay $1.45. I know exactly what Paul Badgett is saying. So Zion is now Zaya. I don't care if he changed it legally. It doesn't change anything. All right, fine. I'll let that one slide on a technicality because it's a legal document. He was born a boy. My favorite humor author, Dave Barry, tape a dandelion to your face. You cannot, you can't call yourself half man, half weed. This response from Ricardo is wild. We do a little mental illness. Now, again, uh, I personally believe that trans people do indeed suffer from some type of mental illness. It does not make them bad people. See, that is the stigma when it comes to mental illness. This is why therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists do not use the word crazy. We know the difference between crazy. Crazy is destructive, self-destructive, uh, destructive to uh, the public, public property, sometimes criminal activity. It involves trying to over-medicate or with alcohol or drugs, erratic behavior, uncontrollable behavior. This is just a form of it. And I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. If you have a problem with that, I'm happy to, you know, uh, read your email on the show, lou at lucianti.com. But don't just come at me yelling and calling me stupid or homophobic or that, that's transphobic. That's just, that's nonsense. I lived in Los Angeles for 24 years. I was surrounded by gay people, bi people, trans people in every fat, everyday life in the entertainment business. I never had a problem with a single one of them. We all worked fine. I lived there for 24 years. It wasn't until the last two years now that unless you you not only accept them, which of course I always did, never had a problem with them regardless of their race or their age, but now we have to we have to celebrate them and on top of that, special privileges. And that's when I say no. So let me repeat. I've often mentioned that this is a form of mental illness. And again, mental illness in any form does not make you a bad person. Only if you commit crimes against innocent civilians. But there is a variety of mental illness out there, and none of those make those people who have them bad people. But those who foster, encourage, enable, placate, or worse, ignore mental illness in loved ones, in friends, family, or themselves, those people have some soul-searching to do. Enough with the you-do-you Coke slogan culture. How's that working out for you? You're so, so you're miserable in your own skin. Then you make the change. Then you spend your life whining and fighting and marching and complaining and protesting that people not only accept you, but celebrate you and give you special consideration and privileges and special days and weeks and months. And when they don't, more temper tantrums and the cycle continues. Your life of misery and oppression gives you something to identify with, gives your life meaning. If you don't have that, you got nothing. You're like, oh my God, I'm just a regular person. <gasps> the horror. How about address the issue, the problem, the root of your mental illness before you run to the prescription counter for your anxiety, your sexual confusion, and or your pain. Topic number two. <laughs> As long as we're talking about weak-mindedness, last week I mentioned how alleged accidental killer Alec Baldwin said real President Trump's comments about his crime had taken years off of his life. This week, here's one of the dumbest headlines I've ever read. Jennifer Lawrence claims she gets nightmares of Tucker Carlson. A. Amateur Nation is the mentally and emotionally weakest group of people of all time. I've never seen so much whining, crying to tears, screaming, rioting, protesting, and temper tantrums as this coddled, entitled, privileged, lazy 
group. I've known three people who either survived the concentration camps in Germany or their parents were survivors, and they don't whine as much as Amateur Nation does now. Why would Jennifer Lawrence admit that she has nightmares of Tucker Carlson? Why would she admit that to anyone, let alone post it for the public to hear? It doesn't hurt Tucker Carlson. It increases his fame. And it makes you, Jennifer Lawrence, look pathetic. You have had not one, but multiple nightmares about a news anchor. All right? I've had nightmares about being bored to death watching Silver Linings Playbook, a movie that somehow garnered Lawrence an Oscar. Maybe she's oppressed like Hippo. I mean, Lizzo. Now, hey, we all have bizarre dreams. I mean, some make no sense. Some make total sense based on things in our subconscious or what we watched on TV that night or in movies. Some based on past events or trauma. Some dreams are nightmares we share with friends or family or significant others because they're funny or just plain odd. But to go on social media and mention how someone you've never met who hosts a news talk show and how it's a common occurrence, well, it shows two things. Weak-mindedness and, of course, the backbone of Amateur Nation, the need for attention. See, the overrated Ms. Lawrence isn't mentioning this to appeal to you and me in pro-nation. Now, now, you and I are smarter than that. Her hope, via the Hollywood machine is to penetrate the other weak-minded amateurs, especially the young, especially the young girls who go see her play the following parts. Fantasy roles where she fights the power, like in Hunger Games. Or whiny, violent, disturbed, misunderstood, entitled bitches, like in the highly overrated Silver Linings playbook. That is the M.O. on most of the anti-America rhetoric coming out of Hollywood. They are targeting the very audiences that go see their movies and watch their TV shows. The young people of of, of Amateur Nation, they hear the words Tucker Carlson. Isn't he bad? Uh, Yeah, brah. Jennifer Lawrence's totes having nightmares because of him. White men are bad, don't you know? And then she laughs all the way to the bank in Los Angeles. That is, if the power is on at the bank due to the huge electricity shortage that doesn't seem to exist in Beverly Hills, Malibu, Orange County, or where Gavin Newsom lives. Support the show by going to lucyantini.com and clicking on the yellow donate button. And you can follow me on Truth Social, lucyantini3. I'm on Instagram, lou.santini3, where you can yell at me like everyone else did in topic number one. <laughs> or get her at lucyantini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. Topic number three is next. Hey pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lucantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half-off No Amateurs t-shirt today. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of I'm special, so 
treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills, the second edition. Inside, you'll read The Amateur Mission Statement, The 30 Truths About Amateurs, The Four Stages of Being an Amateur, Amateur Habitats and History, Social Media plus Me, Me, Me equals Amateur, Technology and Amateur Behavior, with dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by Amateur Nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Topic number three. You know, it's been a while, but I'd like to talk about excerpts from my book, Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. In particular, the chapter Technology and Amateur Behavior. Settle in. In this overpopulated world, yeah, we need technology. Technology that we need is another story. The world is inundated daily with new websites, apps, touchscreens, voice-activated devices, drones, phones, televisions, and other smart appliances, including electronic valets known as AI, artificial intelligence units, that are found in our cars, homes, and businesses, and other useless, expensive, finicky, easily hackable, often malfunctioning, intrusive gadgets. As we use this tech, we lose our ability to think, feel, move, communicate, and interact for ourselves and on our own every day. With every minuscule, second-saving dose of convenience that we gain, we lose valuable minutes and hours learning manuals, working out the bugs, programming gadgets and toys, thinking, learning, and remembering new passwords, and calling and emailing tech support, all the while losing our sense of self-reliance, self-confidence, privacy, security, critical thinking, and physical and mental abilities as we hand over our power, information, and control to nameless, faceless corporations that store, buy, and sell our private information and buying habits. Now, Lest I sound like I'm going to hole up in the mountains at a log cabin somewhere and decry all technological advances, let me be clear. I like most technology. It is the technology that is not thought through with no exit strategy when things go wrong or malfunction, that isn't secure and doesn't protect our privacy, that is created solely as a way to get our information that doesn't consider the physical, mental, emotional, and social ramifications over the long term that repels me. I tend to ignore and avoid any technology that ignores the human element. As a very organized person who likes order, I prefer convenience, but never at the expense of my sanity, my control, and my time. Anytime I get a new gadget or upgrade to an exist existing piece of tech, I expect there to be a learning curve and a period of adjustment as I get through the ins and outs of the new toy. But if I'm paying for it, and the company is saying that it's the best one yet, then it better work, and it better last. I have accepted that planned obsolescence is part of the technology timeline, but in my world, when it comes to tech, I go by two rules. Newer doesn't always mean better, and just because you can doesn't mean you should. Everything must be delivered now. 
restaurant food, fast food, which sounds nauseating because fast food has about a three-minute window before it stops resembling food. And I'm letting some Prius-driving Uber Eats amateur booger up my food that's delivered late and cold? Pass. Pet supplies, medicine, cooked food, raw food, pre-prepared food, ingredients to assemble and cook the food, clothing, shoes, watches, the same way social media was supposed to supplement communication, it has replaced face-to-face thorough, clear communication in the world of sales and purchases. All this home delivery was supposed to supplement in-person brick-and-mortar store shopping. Supplement it, and soon it will replace it completely. And just like with texting, social media, and emails, none of it has made communication faster and certainly not better or clearer. Eventually, when the majority of things will be delivered and not purchased in person, we will have the same problems as before with brick-and-mortar stores. Bad service, trouble getting refunds and exchanges, wrong items sent, slow and incorrect delivery, etc. It's already happening. Either do it right or don't do it. How about this one? There's a company called FiltersFast.com. And their slogan, have filters sent directly to your home. How many goddamn filters do you go through in a lifetime? Three? Just get in the car. How many mattress delivery services are there now? It used to be when you needed a mattress, you went to the stores, compared prices and value, laid down on them, and kicked the tire, so to speak. After all, you're going to spend one-third of your life on this thing. Not anymore. Here's what an amateur says. I want a mattress and I want it now! Swipe, click, ding-dong, and then a giant spring-loaded ho-ho arrives at your door the next day. Hopefully you like it for the next eight to ten years. When you live your life by point and click, you're just living the life of consumption with no sense of anything earned, valued, cherished, and loved. While there's no substitute for connecting with a person, you can indeed have a personal connection with an object, especially something as large, important, and used often as your car. So choose wisely. Not just because you can buy a car while wearing your comfy pajamas and then have it delivered to you or go to one of our car vending machines. Real ad copy. They're selling you the experience of, look how cool and fast this was. And then that's over quickly, and you're stuck with the second most expensive mistake of your life for years. All this home delivery nonsense is not saving you time and creates more things that need passwords and follow-through, returns, exchanges. People assume that home delivery means they'll always be satisfied. Far from it. See Amazon. I can't think of a company that has worse customer service and delivery failures than the company that makes home delivery its claim to fame. Here is the entire dialogue of the job interview to be a driver slash delivery person for Amazon. Amazon, do you like to color? Potential delivery person. Tuesday, Amazon, you're hired. Before the internet, if I wanted to make a reservation at a restaurant, I simply called the restaurant and said, Santini, party of four, Saturday, 7.30, do you have anything? And then they told me whether they could or could not accommodate me. The end. If I had to change the day or time or cancel, out of courtesy, I would call to revise the reservations like a pro. 
Now, thanks to time-saving technology, all I have to do is go online, choose a restaurant based on the hundreds of often fake Yelp reviews, make a reservation online through their website by setting up an account with one of their many reservation services, which means a password, often with eight characters, half numbers, half letters, one of them capitalized because God forbid someone hack into my reservation account and dine using my good name. And don't forget CAPTCHA, the secret code they use at the gates of hell. So now I have to enlarge my screen size to 300% so I can decide if the lower right bumper of a car counts as a car. And then I choose my reservation. But wait, I'm not done. I then get a confirmation email saying they got my reservation and I have to confirm that confirmation. I will also receive two more reminders sent to my phone and email that I will indeed be eating on Saturday at 7.30. I'll get text reminders and a voicemail reminder asking me to call which is what I want to do in the first place to confirm that I got the voicemail. But I call them back because I don't want them to give away my reservation lest they think I forgot their seven reminders and I get sent to an automated system where I have to listen to a variety of menus, select the one I wanted so as to confirm, then leave a voicemail. Then finally that company sent me a text saying they got my confirmation voicemail. See, so much easier and faster. When I go to the restaurant with my friends, I'll have to bite the inside of my cheek until bloody when the hostess says, do you have reservations? To which I always reply, no, I'm pretty sure I want to eat here. Hey, it's an old joke, but it's either say that or commit murder. The old way, one step. The new technology way, 14 steps. Reservation technology, amateur. The biggest lie in technology in five words. Just go online. It's easier. I go into detail on many specific pieces and kinds of tech that are needless, useless, and flawed. And of course, you know there's a section about my opposition to electric and autonomous self-driving cars. So please, download your copy of Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills on Amazon. And yes, I'm aware of the irony. Lighten things up a tiny bit here. That music means one thing. It's time for the a la carte section. You know, some say Biden won't run again. Some say Trump won't either. Some say neither should. I want both to run because the debate would be epic, as would Biden's defeat. Oh, wait, never mind. They'll just subtract our votes next time. I recently watched the classic Stanley Kubrick movie, Full Metal Jacket, and of course I saw the scene where the Vietnamese prostitute approaches the soldiers and says, Me so horny, and me love you long time, which later became a massive hit by two live crew. And it got me thinking, there have been so many other famous lines in movies said by much more famous people, why no songs from them? Go ahead, make my day. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. I'll be back. No songs. So, are we just never going to find the leader of Scientology, David Miscavige's wife Shelley, who has been missing for over 10 years? Biden thinks he's making fun of Trump supporters by calling them Trumpies. He's just mad because there's no nickname for a Biden supporter. Oh wait, yes there is. Amateur. Electric vehicle disaster scenario number 36. There's a huge storm where you live. The power goes out at night. Thus, you cannot charge your electric car. Now you get to call your boss at work the next morning and say, I I can't come in today. I couldn't charge my car last night because of the power outage. 
So Emperor of California Gavin Newsom wants to run for president and often refers to California as the model for the nation. This guy would fuck up a cup of coffee. Between his hypocrisy on masks, keeping your kids home from school but not his, ignoring social distancing mandates, and destroying the electric power infrastructure and ruining the gas-powered car industry, here's something to chew on. There are 800 public schools in California. 75% of the students do not read at their own grade level. The model for the nation. NFL GOAT quarterback Tom Brady and his supermodel wife Giselle Bündchen are no longer living together. Will they ever find happiness? Wait a minute. Let me see how many fucks I give. Oh, that's right. Zero. Hey, did you know... Batteries don't make electricity. They store electricity made elsewhere. Usually from, dun dun dun, fossil fuels, natural gas, uranium, etc. The wind, sun, and water-powered plants make a fraction of what we need in America. I know, well then we'll just make more of them. And what do you think those plants will be made from? What energy source would factories be utilizing to create the machines that would generate electricity via solar, wind, or water? It's simple. For energy to be created, energy has to be spent somewhere. If you can find a cold fusion way to make energy, I'd love to invest immediately. Oh, this just in. Okay. BLM leader under scrutiny for stealing $10 million in funds. That's your money, amateur nation. Stay loyal, racist, violent fascists. But as always, I always find three things in the world that are said or done right. These are pro things. Here are three. This is number one. Are you a professional musician or music producer? Maybe even just an impassioned music hobbyist? Well, then you'll definitely want to follow Joe Vitale Jr. on Instagram at Joe Vitale Jr. Official at J-O-E-V-I-T-A-L-E-J-R Official. I'm not even a musician, but I'm fascinated by his 15-second mixing tips. If you're recording your band or solo work, his tips, they just simply make sense, and they're delivered in a concise, easy-to-remember delivery. Here are a few tips. 15-second mixing tips. If you're an editor working on drums, one of the things we want to do all the time is make drums perfect. We're so used to hearing things in metronomic time. But one thing I'd like to stress is when you're editing drums, make it good, but don't kill the groove. 15 second mixing tips. If you're listening back to a track and it seems like it's lacking in bass, it could be your room acoustics. Bass waves are about five feet long, so you may need to step back from the monitors a little bit to hear the full bass wave. Try standing back about 10 to 15 feet and see what your mix sounds like there. He also has 15 second music business tips to help you handle your business of making music. Because like it or not, music is a business. Here's an example. 15-second music business tip. If you're a member of BMI, and I believe ASCAP does something like this as well, BMI Live allows you to turn in your original music set lists for royalties at shows you perform live. Once again, at Joe Vitale Jr. Official. By the way, you could read all about this very accomplished musician and his band Ravenwood, as he has quite the music pedigree on his website, JoeVitaleJr.com. JoeVitaleJr.com. Number two. Oh, I like this post by a Facebook group called The Other 98%. Here it is. Nobody gets angrier than a narcissist being accused of something they definitely 
did. I'm looking at you, Alec Baldwin, and Hillary Clinton, and President Coloring Book. All the accusations against Donald Trump. Have you ever seen him lose his cool? He might get a little loud. He doesn't get angry. Because he didn't do nothing. And if I'm wrong, I'll talk about it. Number three. And this audio post reposted from TikTok by at M period K period H period. He's just a regular old civilian. Okay, he's older than I am. But if you've read a book, watched a documentary or nowadays surf the net, depending on how old you are, this is one of those. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that crap. Listen to this. Pay attention now, kiddos. It's not science. It's politics. I've been listening to this bullshit for 50 years. In the 60s, it was oil will be gone in 10 years. In the 70s, it was another ice age in 10 years. In the 80s, it was acid rain will destroy all the crops in 10 years. In the 90s, it was the ozone layer will be destroyed in 10 years. In the 2000s, it was the glaciers will all melt in 10 years. In the 2010s, it was the east and west coast will be underwater from rising sea levels in 10 years. None of this fear-mongering nonsense came true, but it did result in higher taxes every time. And to that order, if you know me and or have seen my stand-up comedy, you know my anti-paper straw stance. Here's legendary comedian, he's in my Mount Rushmore of comedians, take that Jalen Rose, speaking to the resiliency of Mother Earth, ladies and gentlemen, George Carlin. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important, so self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales. Save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these fucking people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're gonna save the fucking planet? I'm getting tired of that shit. Tired of that shit. Tired. I'm tired of fucking Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a shit about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are fucked. (laughs) Difference. Difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Do you ever think about the arithmetic? Planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000, maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? That somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just afloating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. 
Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet the planet. The planet isn't going anywhere. We are. Ah, sweet lady common sense. Hey, if I read your email to me on the air, you get a free No Amateurs t-shirt. Truth Social, Lou Santini 3. Instagram, Lou.Santini3. Getter, at Lou Santini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and or YouTube. And no amateurs tees are now half off while sizes and supplies last. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. Yeah.